to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. I'm sure you already know and have heard repeatedly how important relationships are to building, growing, and maintaining a successful business. But those relationships are not limited to what you do and who you're connecting with at work. In fact, I want to offer that your personal relationships are ultimately more important to your success than your business relationships. That said, the single most important relationship for your business, and the one we're talking about today, is the relationship you have with yourself. Now, when I talk about a relationship, I mean the collection of your thoughts about a person or thing. You have a relationship with pretty much everyone and everything in your life, even if you don't even actually talk to them or interact with them, because you have thoughts about them. Some are very complex because of the many thoughts and beliefs or opinions that you have, and some are very simple and brief and not terribly significant. By looking at relationships this way, you have a lot more control over your own experience in any relationship. You can change your relationships without forcing anything on anyone else, without manipulating anyone, and without needing to tell anyone you're working on the relationship. Personally, I think the way you lead in any relationship has the biggest impact on every aspect of your relationships. So the reason your relationship with yourself is so important is that we all have some pretty intense underlying thoughts about ourselves. And those thoughts guide pretty much everything that you do in life and in business. It determines how you feel about yourself, your business, and your potential for success. It influences whether and how you take actions, and it ultimately creates all of the results in your business and in your life. Unfortunately, a lot of us ignore the relationship we have with ourselves. You might even avoid it and likely have a very negative or critical relationship with yourself. Take a minute here and think about yourself. List the first 10 thoughts about you that come to your mind. How do you feel when you read each thought back to yourself? Now think about this. How would it feel to say out loud to another human, I love myself and I think I'm fabulous because, and then list 10 things that you love about yourself. I've met very few women who can do this without squirming or laughing nervously. This includes the beautiful, successful, she has it totally together women and all of us. Even if you're consciously wanting to build your self-confidence or self-esteem, you probably still came up with a list of reasons why you can't or shouldn't list and acknowledge all the wonderful things about yourself. Kind of like when you're asked to write your resume or a bio for a talk that you're giving or a proposal that you're submitting. Who are you to claim great things about yourself? The better question is, who are you to not say great things about yourself? So there are two main things that make building a healthy, supportive relationship with yourself hard. They are your brain, and your socialization. Your brain is conditioned to look for all the bad things and to judge everything around you, including you. It's keeping you safe by looking for ways that you don't conform so you can stay in the group 
of people that keep you alive. Literally, that was the original function back in the day. Unfortunately, it also means you're spending tons of brain energy on judging yourself instead of loving yourself on purpose. We think we need to control the world so we can feel good. We create rules for ourselves so we can meet what seem like factual standards in the world so we can like ourselves and be proud or successful. And then we spend so much energy trying to shape ourselves into this arbitrary mold that we design, and we basically just judge and crap on ourselves every moment that we're not perfectly conforming to our self-imposed expectation. Your brain also works really hard to always be right. It doesn't like to be wrong, so it's always looking for evidence that it's right. Even when that evidence makes no sense and being right doesn't actually help you. And to top it off, most of the thoughts that keep you from loving, liking, and being kind, gentle, and compassionate with yourself are subconscious. So you aren't even aware of most of the thoughts most of the time. And the other reason loving yourself feels hard is our socialization. As humans in general, in our cultures, and as women and marginalized groups in specific. Society doesn't promote self-love. You're likely listening and thinking, yeah, won't loving myself make me arrogant or rude or self-obsessed, absorbed, whatever? Or maybe you feel guilty for liking yourself because women are supposed to be quiet, polite, and modest. Or what if liking yourself makes you complacent about continuing to grow? Isn't it more motivating to constantly judge and berate yourself into action? In many ways, you probably don't notice the socialization. It's so ingrained in you that you just believe that's the way life is or the world functions. And yes, it kind of is, right? But it also doesn't mean it's correct, proper, that it's set in stone, or that you have to keep following it. I find learning about ways that were socialized very freeing because it helps me see new ways that I get to challenge my beliefs and choose new things every single day. It's part of how we get to grow and set those who come after us up for more opportunities. So think of these rules that you take in from socialization as manuals that you have created for yourself, a guidebook of how you think you should look, feel, think, behave, what to accomplish, and how to accomplish things so that you are accepted and valued in society. That sounds sort of intelligent on the surface, but what happens when you fall short of the conditions in this manual on the regular? Because we all do. Because this manual is like, this is perfect, and we have to do these things so we can feel good about ourselves and be accepted. Most of us, when we fail or fall short of these things, default to judging, shaming, blaming, etc. Because if you don't follow your manual, why would you love yourself, right? Totally wrong. And I get it. By not feeling justified to love yourself and see yourself as amazing and fabulous, you think you're being modest and pleasant and polite. And it's a way to motivate yourself into action toward improvement. But honestly, that's part of the socialization process. In general, most of us have learned that we pursue success from the place of not currently having whatever that success or wealth or health or body, house, car, clothes, whatever it is that we want. We want it because we don't have it. That's something that we've learned through socialization. And specifically as women... We're raised not to value and trust ourselves as powerful thinkers, decision makers, leaders, and handlers of money. Even if you were raised to be successful and speak up, the other messages were still around you and you absorbed some of them, even if you didn't think you were. It's why you feel like an imposter and feel guilty or wrong if you make lots of money, raise your prices, or get invited to speak on a stage. 
What if they find out you're not really that good or worthy? Most of us spend decades of our lives thinking that we can't control who we are, that you were born this way. That's the way the world works, and that's just the end of it. But actually, you have been creating who you are in this moment through the thoughts, beliefs, and choices you made every single day leading up to today. You create who you are with your mind, just like you create your results, your business, and your life with your mind, which means you can always decide to be conscious about who you're being and why you are choosing things each day. Now that we've picked apart your existing or past relationship with yourself, why it's important to cultivate that relationship, and why it's so complex to begin with, let's talk about what an amazing relationship with yourself would actually look like. Think back to the list of great things to think about yourself that you made earlier. What if you simply chose to always just love yourself and find yourself fascinating and wonderful instead of seeing yourself as wrong, a problem, imperfect, or insufficient? What would your workday look like? How would it impact the decisions you make, the way you interact with people? Loving yourself and being in a good relationship with yourself literally just means you commit to thinking wonderful, loving thoughts about yourself, to not judge yourself, blame yourself, and put yourself down as wrong. It means approaching yourself with love, curiosity, and compassion when you evaluate your business, when you make a mistake, or decide that you want new results. Approach yourself like you would approach your child when they are learning, growing, and making mistakes. You are more open and curious and interested. And I know a lot of you feel uncomfortable with these ideas because it has taken me years to open up to allowing myself to make mistakes without it meaning that I'm actually just a terrible flop of a human. And I'm still working on full out unconditional love for myself, but I don't think anyone's brain ever stops offering the annoying little self-doubt and self-critical thoughts. They might start really big and they might quiet down, but they're always going to be there in some way. The thing is, Every time you choose even the smallest shift toward love and away from self-loathing or judgment, you will strengthen new neural pathways and find your way to your better relationship faster and easier. It will have a positive impact on your business and your life. And here's why. Think about a problem you're trying to solve in your business right now. What have you identified as the problem and solution so far? What actions have you taken to solve it? How many of the answers center around, you did something wrong, you're not experienced enough, you don't know what you're doing, you need to work harder, you aren't good at sales, you're not very confident, you're too short, fat, tall, thin, you're just not the person who can do that well, you're just not focused on or or ambitious enough. Those are the thoughts so many of us go to first. Thank you, brain and socialization. You don't need to reject those thoughts and you don't need to pretend that they didn't pop into your brain. They're perfectly harmless until you give them power. They aren't useful to you, right? So notice how when you rattle those off to your friend or your coach, or you're just rattling them off in your brain right now, they just feel like you're reporting factual, obvious news. And when that's how those thoughts feel, you aren't really aware of them as optional. You don't even know to question them. This is why working with a coach is so powerful sometimes is... Like I even show up to my coaches and say these things. And as I'm saying them out loud, I kind of pause. I'm like, huh, I see what I'm doing here. Uh, That is optional. I wasn't thinking it was. And sometimes they're so powerful, I don't even notice it was optional. And it really does take someone pulling that out of me to show me that. The thing is, those thoughts, even though they're optional, when you're thinking they're true, 
they're blinding you to all of the calm and creative problem solving that's available to you. And solving for any of those is really more of a distraction and waste of your time because none of them are real problems. They're just thoughts in your brain. They're not actually what's wrong. It's just what you think is wrong. So you waste time and you distract yourself by trying to fix those things. And, you know, maybe you're right about yourself, but let's say you are right. Does it help you to chastise yourself and beat yourself up about them all the time? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to notice how you relate to yourself this week. What do you catch yourself thinking and saying to yourself? You can consciously choose to change how you see yourself simply by noticing these things. You can change how you see yourself as a business owner, as a woman, and as a person living in the world. What you did, said, or thought in the past is exactly that. It's past. It's over. It's done. Who you are tomorrow is based on what you decide to think on purpose and practice creating and believing that every day. In fact, I wrote a whole free course on this. You can find the link to sign up for it in the show notes. So you actually have all the control over who you are because of everything coming from your thoughts. So have fun with this. Find all the things you love about yourself and then find more and then always come back to them when the other thoughts, the less useful ones pop up. Know that they're always going to be there and you just come back to on purpose the ones you want to believe. Now, loving yourself leads to such things as more confidence, which helps you trust yourself to make decisions, to take action, to have fun, and to grow your business. And when you do that, you will be able to handle whatever comes your way because you aren't making your love for yourself conditional on any particular performance measure. Final added bonus, when you truly love yourself and develop a strong relationship with yourself, it opens you to creating better relationships with other people. It opens up so many other possibilities because you stop focusing so much on you and thinking negative thoughts and just ignoring all the stuff happening around you. And on that note, next week, I am bringing on a relationship coach to talk specifically about the other personal relationships that you have in your life and how dramatically they impact your business. You won't want to miss this one. Until then, have a great week and share this episode with a friend who could stand to love herself more. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com.